Hello, my name is Mpele. I am married to Monica Dao. That's how you actually say it. And our little one, Naki, is part of the clan. So that is us. We, um, the two of us, eh, joined Life Changes around 2016, thereabouts, 15, 16. Uh, when we came, well, I came first, and I was checking out the churches around locally and all of that, and then I invited her, and then she said, this is the place where we'll raise our kids. And at the time, I looked at her, I said, what are you talking about? Kids. Now it's kid. No. But it, it's, it's an incredible just thinking and reflecting about time. It's, it's, a, it's been an incredible privilege. Um, I tell you now, not because I'm on this side of, of the microphone, but this is an incredible place. It's, it's, it really, it's, we are privileged to hear the gospel unfiltered, preached every Sunday. And of course, we also had our little one uh, dedicated through baby dedication. So do that, do that, sign up. Right, with the family introductions out of the way, we uh, as a church have been journeying through a series, Heaven, Hell, and Hope. Uh, we've had uh, Gabe preach, we've had Mark preach. Who else preached that series? Michael, Dave. <laughs> and somewhere in between the preachers, there was a picture of heaven that was sort of proposed to the church. That, I don't know who it was. <laughs> I don't know, but somebody said that's what heaven. If you were there, you remember this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think this is more what heaven looks like if we are really being honest um, with each other. Just a calm place, just libraries for everybody for days, encyclopedias. Quentin is excited about that. <laughs> so we are in between series. Is that how you say it? Series. We have one kicking off next week, Jesus Unfiltered. Make sure you book your slot. You don't have to book. Make sure you are here for that one. It is going to be power. So I would like to take this chance, this opportunity, in between heaven, hell, and hope, and Jesus unfiltered, to present the gospel, to present the word of God, to invite us, to invite myself, to invite you, to respond to the word of God as we will read this morning. And we are reading from the book of Mark. We go. Mark chapter 4. And this is one of the parables that Jesus used to teach and speak. Um, the Bible tells us that he spoke in many parables using analogies to get the message across. Mark chapter 4, we start from verse 3. Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Some version says bear fruit. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a hundred times. We jump to verse 13. Then Jesus said to them, to his disciples now, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the, the seed, sows the word. Some people 
some seed, there we go. Some people are like the seed that fell among the path, where the word is sown, and as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes it away. The word that was sown is taken away from them. Others are like a seed that is thrown on the rocky places, where they hear the word and at once receive it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes their way, because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like the seed sown among the thorns, hear the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things comes in and chokes up the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like the seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times that was more than that was sown. Let's quickly pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that this is your word, that it is powerful, it is alive, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It is able to speak specifically and directly to an individual in the crowd, that it is able to reach far, that it is able to transform and bring life, that it needs no addition, no clever presentation, no uh, charisma, it's just the word of God, just your word. And Spirit of God, I pray that as the word is sown, as it's preached this morning, that, Lord God, you will transform lives. That it's not the vessel or, nor the location, but that it's your, your spirit, oh God, that will do what is necessary in our hearts and in our lives. And the church said, Amen. 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 As you were aware, just by looking at the specimen, I was a soccer player. In uh, about 2007-2008, I was part of the Tigerberg Medical Soccer Team, and there was one year where we were just taking no prisoners. We were untouchable. We played so well that season that we were about to take the title. We had one game to go, and we needed a draw. Just, that's all we needed, just one point. We just needed to draw. Now, of course, you would quickly recognize that my position in the team was not, you know, the trickery and the wizardry of the foot. That's not me. I was fast, and I had endurance. So the coach said, we'll put you at the back, right back, so you can work that line. Any football, soccer lovers in the house, don't worry, I will convert all of you. <laughs> so as a right back, my job is simple. When the team attacks, when we attack, when we have the ball, when we are in possession, I have to provide assistance on the width. When we don't have the ball, I have to track back and defend and make sure to disrupt the other team's attempts. N'Golo Kant and me are the same person, basically. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with, I mean, we're basically the same person. Now, we had one game to go, as I said. We needed a draw. First half, coach said to us, Boys, this is it. This is it. We need, this is it. By halftime, as you can imagine, we were 3-0 up. I mean, we were like, it, it, was, it was in the back. The title was in the back. But then our captain, his name is Wonga Leitu Twanyaza. He's a doctor in Durban now. I googled him last night. Just, just to make sure that my facts are there. He said, just before, as we were going out, you'll notice sometimes the team will huddle on the pitch and, you know. So he said to us, 
Guys, I also realize that if we don't concede a goal today, we will set the new record for the cleanest sheet, the longest run of, cleanest, of a clean sheet. In football terms, a clean sheet is if you don't get a goal scored against you. It's a clean sheet. Now, with that in mind, for us, the defense, that meant uh, we have to uh, up our game. I mean, the strikers had done their thing. Three goals up. We just need to make sure we don't concede a goal. Second half went well until the referee decided to add a few minutes to the clock. We considered a corner, so that means the other team gets to play the ball in from the corner. It was coming from the left-hand side, so as a right-back, my job was to guard the post, the post on the right side, so the far post. And the goalkeeper said to me, you remember what the captain said, clean shit, this, this is it, this, this is the moment. After this, it's done. The ball came in. Everybody missed it. And as it came towards me, I thought, and I knew, if this ball goes out, it's done. Title, champions, clean sheet, record. Now, I let that ball go because they, the plan was for it to go out. That was the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> And as I turned around, there was my opponent there. He had snuck in behind me, headed the ball home. They got their goal. We still got the title, but the goalkeeper looked at me and said, Mpele, I trusted you. Well, he didn't say it like that. <laughs> we have to put a filter on. <laughs> But I knew in that moment that I had let the defense down. I mean, the coach, they were generous and kind. And the fact that I'm still here tells you that they were kind <laughs> enough. But it goes without saying that we never got to achieve that ever again. Uh, it, we still got the title, but the following season, I think we came third or fourth or somewhere there. But my point is, and this is the invitation this morning, is are you going to be the guy, the girl, the sir, the ma'am, who is just on the post, who is not responding to the call, who is not responding to what, who is not attentive to the moments? As we look at the parable, the Bible talks about the seed that was sown along the path also says that it was trampled upon and it was eaten by birds. And Jesus explains it to us. He says, these are like people that hear the word, but it, they quickly lose it. You know the response, the shoulder shrug, the in one ear, out the other response. The seed is, is also scattered among the rocky place where the plant grows quickly springs up, but bears no fruit because the soil is shallow. In Luke, I think, or Matthew, he also extends and says, because the soil had no moisture. But the point being that the plant grows, but it yields no fruit. And that it quickly dies away. And Jesus says these are those that receive it with joy, but last for a short while when the going gets tough. These, I liken these to the loud amens in the pews. Please keep 
amening. There we go. That's a good point. But as soon as I walk out, because of the pressure and the persecution, he further says that we are told that some of the seeds are scattered along the, the thorny path or the, 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 the thorny area where the plant grows again, but the thorns choke it up that it bears no fruit. These are those, Jesus likens them to those that receive it, hear the word receive it, but are distracted by the pressures or pleasures of life. This is the, I'll do it, Lord, I will obey when this season is over, when I have enough time, when I have enough money, when it's a convenient time, when I have enough influence in my social circle. I know the word. I know this is the call. I hear you, Spirit of God, speaking now. But because either of pleasure or, or, or pressure, I bear no fruit in my response. Yeah. Now, of course, if you think about my position and the poll, you know, I'm trying to speak soft because it's not a very, uh, it's not one of my glorious moments, if I'm being honest. Guarding the far post, my job was to get the ball out, attempt play the ball. But because I was distracted by the celebrations of the title, I did not act accordingly. And then lastly, Jesus likens the soil that, or the, the seed that's thrown on good soil as those that receive the word, hear it, receive it, and produce abundant fruit. This morning, I would like to speak through to three areas, three points, where I believe Jesus, where I believe God, where I believe the Spirit of God continues to scatter the seed. As a generous sower, God continues to invite us. In, 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 in my sort of worldly economics, I would look where is the good soil and plant there. And scatter there. But that's not God. That's not the generous sower. He scatters the seed. He sows it everywhere. He keeps on inviting. In the book of Revelation, he talks about, I'm knocking at the door. I'm continually knocking. If anyone would hear and listen, I will come in and dine with him and him with me. This morning, the seed has been scattered in these three areas or these three points. Point number one, positioning. What is my position? What is your position? Have I received the salvation of Jesus Christ? Have I received the gospel and with it received life? Am I still considered an outsider or a foreigner to the kingdom of God? If that's the case, Jesus is inviting. Are you going to be impaled on the post and just let that ball pass? Let that invitation pass? Or are you going to respond to the call? Are you going to respond to the gospel? Are you going to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and receive the life? That is guaranteed in eternity. In 1 Timothy 2 verse 4, 
the Bible is clear. God wants for all men to be saved, to know the truth, to come to salvation. And even today, he continues to invite. Where there has been offense, where there has been uh, ideologies and intellectualization, this Christian thing is just a movement, it's just human beings trying to make sense of the world. He is still inviting. What will your response be? Will it be to receive it and be likened with the good soil? Or will it be to shrug it off? Or will it be to let the pressures and the, I don't want to be labeled as that one. What will be my response? What will be your response? In John uh, chapter 15, he talks about us remaining in him. He invites us to remain in him. What will be your response? Will I watch the ball, the invitation come and let it go? Or will I engage it? In Galatians 4, Paul talks about a sonship mentality. He says to the church that when an heir or a son is underage, he is no different to a slave. The seed has been scattered this morning. The Spirit of God is inviting us to respond for those that have received the gospel, to respond as sons to really internalize and start engaging with the gospel from a sonship position. Not just I am the adopted child, you know, I've got my, my fireproof insurance, but that I am now a son in the kingdom. I have got the authority of the father. I am able to call things that are not to be. Jesus is, in, is, is inviting us to respond, to call us in terms of our positioning, to move from a slave mentality or, 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 or servant mentality to sonship, to walk in authority in the gospel. The second point that I believe God would like to, is continuing to scatter the seed this morning, is in the area of participation. Again, I was in the right position. Check you guys judging me right now. <laughs> it's the must, but he said. I was in the right position as a right back. But my participation was dodgy, to say the least. We still got the title, but we missed out on the record of the longest clean sheet. God is inviting us to participate. God is inviting us to respond this morning, to engage and to press in. Where is he inviting us, you ask? Well, in 2 Timothy, he says, pray for all men. How do I participate in the gospel? I pray for all men. Pray for everybody. Look at your neighbor. Don't ask them if they prayed for you. Just ask them to pray for you. Don't ask them if they've prayed for you this morning because it might... Just invite them now to say, I need you to pray for me as I will pray for you. The, 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 the response that God requires of us, of this call, of this seed, of pray for all men, 
It's not just that, yeah, Wayne is a more of a powerful preacher. You know, Malcolm is more of spirit-led. He, when he prays, the atmosphere changes. Because that is the, the thorny path. That is the, the, the rocky soil response. But God wants us to respond with a posture of immediacy and urgency in the call to pray for all men. Do not give up the habit of meeting together. You know that one. Hebrews 10. Yeah, but the schedule and the midweeks and all of that, those are pressures and pleasures. Yeah, but it's just just life group. It's, It's the Sunday meeting where there's the power. Those are the path response. But he's inviting us. The seed has been scattered. The invitation is there. How do I respond to the call to not give up on meeting together? If I'm going to say, and there is that reality, but my times, my... That is my response. That's likened to... That's not likened to the good soil. He's inviting us. The seed has been scattered this morning of gentleness to be evident to all. In Philippians 4, 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. Yeah, but you don't know what that person said to me. But you don't know the history that I have. But you don't know the hurt that I'm carrying. God is inviting us to be gentle in our participation with the gospel. And lastly, God is asking us, still on on, um, participation, is asking us to give generously. Generous, cheerful giving. Sometimes I'll, I'll think, you know, um, I'll try to work out a strategy with God. I'll say, you know, for time, I'm in. Good soil response. I'm there every Sunday, every meeting, every moment. But you know where my finances are at the moment. So surely the call to give generously, that's Wayne's. He looks like a Lani. <laughs> We do that. I do that. Perhaps even the other way around, where I'm in for giving generously. I will give red buckets, uh, red drive, and all those um, side fives. I'm in. Give you a blank check. But don't ask me to show up during prayer and fasting because my time, because my energy, because pressures and pleasures. The invitation stands, the seed has been scattered, and it is my response, it is your response that determines whether it's a good soil response. And the third point in the area of preparation, the seed has been scattered once more. How do we, how do I prepare for his second coming? Let's go right to the beginning. He wants all men to be saved. The gospel, to receive the salvation of the gospel. That's, the, that's where I start with preparing for his second coming. As I need to be right with him when he returns. As Michael likes to say, I need to make sure that I don't have unfinished business with God. In my preparation for his return, a good soil response is to receive the word of God, to receive the salvation. And also, 
to wait, await with eagerness for his return. Await with eagerness. Colossians 3 verse 2. That we need to set our minds on the things above. Eagerly awaiting that at any time the trumpet might sound and he might come to take his church. That it is good, it is okay to have plans and, 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 and set up things for myself or for ourselves here on earth. But we need not forget that this is not our home. That there's a heaven prepared for us. And whilst we are here, whilst I am here, I need to respond to each and every moment to the call. Because there is a lot riding on my response. There was a lot riding on whether I played that ball or not. There was a lot riding on keeping that ball from getting into the net. It may have seemed simple. It may have seemed like, ah, oh, come on, clean sheet. We've got the title. There was a lot riding on that response. I recently changed careers from one industry to another industry. I won't tell you what sort of industry this, the, the new one is, but I have to go to court. You can sort of work it out. And as a candidate attorney, I'll just give it away now. <laughs> I was like, boom, there we go. <laughs> I'm generous, I'm generous. <laughs> one of our tasks is to make sure that the file is in order before trial or before a matter is heard in court. I got sent along to the high court went there, made sure the file is okay, and that's basically make sure that the page numbers are okay, the sequence makes sense. If the index says or the content list says uh, affidavit of Quentin is what starts on page nine, that it starts on page nine, that there's all the pages there, you know, it doesn't say page one of eight, but then there's only six pages, you know, just make sure the file is okay. I did that, went back to the boss, and I said everything is all good. The day of the Matter came, suited up, went to the high court. I, have to do, I just do nothing. I just hold the file. The advocate speaks. And one of the statements that they sort of uh, say before they start, they say, my lord or my lady, I submit that my papers are in order. Now, there was one matter that was called before our matter, my matter, and the presiding officer, the judge on that day said, Case number XYZ of 2021, I'm not going to hear this matter. The papers are not in order. In that moment, my eyes went Because I'm thinking, we are next. And preparing the file was on me. I didn't have flashbacks of the soccer game, relax. I didn't have flashbacks. But I remember the moment where I had one job. This is, this is really bothering me, isn't it? I should, should, should a soccer game. I should talk to someone. Wayne, you keep. <laughs> but I realized in that moment that our matter could be set aside. Now, it might not be thrown out, but it just delays that you have to book another day. And I thought to myself, why do they let interns do this? This is an important job. Seems menial, but it's an important job. Our response, there's a lot riding on my response. 
There's a lot riding on my response to the gospel. There's a lot riding on my response to participate and advance and partner in advancing the gospel. There's a lot riding on my response from shifting from being an underage heir or slave to a sonship mentality. There's a lot riding on my response to eagerly await his return. And as the parable t- shows us and tells us, that God continues to scatter the seed this morning. And the power to produce the fruit and yield the crop is in the seed. I just need to respond with a posture of immediacy. I need to respond with a posture of immediacy and faith. I don't know what God is unctioning in your heart this morning. But if you are sitting here today or perhaps listening to this on a different platform or at a later date and you know that perhaps you are still shrugging off the message of the gospel or there is still some pressures and pleasures that are keeping you from responding, from receiving it or that there is a there is a sense of I will respond to it when this and this is when this is in place if your response is anything but to receive it with a posture of immediacy I'd like to invite you this morning to reconsider because there's a lot riding on that response if you are here this morning and you're saying that I can only start participating in advancing the gospel when this is okay, when that is finished, when the season has changed, I invite you this morning to reconsider your response, to reconsider your position, to reconsider. If you are here this morning and perhaps there is still a sense of I have unfinished business here on earth, Jesus, don't come now. I still want to achieve this and that. In my heart, in your heart, if there is still that sort of uh, um, banking and buying into the current age, I would like you to reconsider your response. I'd like you to reconsider your response.